Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am Clay Edwards. We are live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studio here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Flora, Mississippi. I said it all. Didn't skip a beat this morning. <laughs> Good work. Good work. Uh, I am joined in the studio by my friend and uh, Capadre, partner in crime, Miss Therese Apel with DarkHorsePressNow.com. But we are here unofficially today. I say we're not, <laughs> we're not representing Dark Horse Press yeah. with this one today. Um, this is just a random day, but it's a, it's a good conversation to have. I think so. Every now and then, and I've been doing this a lot more lately than not, is kind of flushing the politics stuff down the drain and just talking about what I want to talk about. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm tired of feeling like I uh, owe it to anybody to go find things on the Internet to be mad about. Right. Well, and the thing is, if they need to be mad, they can find it on their own. Yeah. Look, Gateway Pundit, Breitbart, uh, anywhere else. And if you're looking for local stuff, uh, DarkHorsePressNow.com, WLBT, <laughs> Kingfisher site. It's it's out there. You can find plenty to be mad about. Right. Uh, if you If that's what you want to do. And I, I enjoy a little, I'm a bit of an anger addict myself. I, <laughs> I, I enjoy being angry every now and then. But today I thought, and look, this may lead to anger, but today I thought we would have something fun. We've talked about doing this for a while now. Yep. Dating in our 40s. <laughs> it's and, a I mean, cluster out there. Because <laughs> we've shared a lot of stories with each other. Let's see here, what does this say? I am turning you on. Okay. Not like that. <laughs> turning, turning on, on. The, turning on the radio. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we, we've shared a lot of stories about uh, our dating woes and my <laughs> marriage woes and stuff over the years. We've been friends now for a couple of years, and uh, you know we, we connected pretty well, and yeah. you know we've become good friends. So you know we we share stuff and this, that, and the other. And you've told me about some of your dating horror stories. I've yes. told you about some of mine, and <laughs> <clears throat> I was like, well, it's first of the year. We've been talking about this a lot lately. And I was like, let's do a show. And you're like, let's do it. Because I think it came off my last show I did last week or week four about can men and women be friends? Oh, yeah. And I must have. Did I text you something about that? Or Yeah, you were like, I got questions. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, I got questions. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, and, and I and I guess I have to remove my foot from my mouth a little bit on that because I said that I don't think they can. I said, I think that anytime a guy is your friend, it's only because you haven't let him take it to the next level yet. Hmm. And I. I've had, after a little bit of time to, to sulk on that, I, I do believe I'm wrong because I have plenty of female friends that I would have no intentions on having anything more than being friends with. Right. And they, and, and it doesn't mean they're not attractive or anything like that. It just means that, you know what, there's, those boundaries have been firmly put in place mm-hmm. probably by them years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, that, and, and, and that we're just forever honor those. Right. Know, so so I, I do need to backpedal that a little bit. Well, and the thing is, there is somewhere in the middle. Like if... If there were boundaries put in place that that stopped that or whatever, that's a respect thing. That doesn't necessarily negate your first premise, but it does lay a human side in there that's like, you know, you can, I don't know, you can kind of mitigate it with actual respect for other humans, if that's the case, you know. Sure. I mean, and, and also, I don't think we would still be friends, me and those people, whoever they may be. Mm -hmm. I don't think we would still be friends if I was... And I'm just going to use me as the example here. Constantly in their DM Correct. or in their text trying to take it to the, well, hey, girl, you know. <laughs> That's I, so true. I sure hate you going through that. Right. You know, that kind of right. stuff. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the guys that, you know, 
Okay, so I can think of one specifically. He's constantly trying to send me things as if he's just my friend and he's just trying to send me uplifted, uh, up, uplifting things. And then one day, you know, I just I just always kind of like, okay, I don't know why he always sends that stuff, but okay. And then one day a girl texts me out of nowhere and she's like, I need you to tell me what's up with you and him. And I was like, excuse me? And he had built this whole world to talking to her where like apparently I was much closer to him in that world and she suspected that we were having some kind of thing going on and they're dating. And I was like, dude, I, I, I think I spoke speak to him like in actual words like twice a year <laughs> like I don't I don't the, you've got nothing to worry but I think that happens and it, it goes both ways I'm quite sure but yeah so, I mean that that guy is I, I did not after that consider him someone that I think of as a real friend you know in, in, in his world y'all were BFFs we were something yeah um yeah it, it, it happens like that I mean I, I think that the people that I have main the the people the attractive people of the opposite sex I have maintained a friendship with mm-hmm. uh, were obviously not close friends. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there's no, there's no communication. Like you could go through my DMS mm-hmm. and say, there's no communication with these people. Yeah. You know, we see each other out and about it's, Hey, how you doing? I've got girls that I used to date that, uh, when we run into each other out there with their husbands, we all hang out, mm-hmm. you know, like if we're at a concert or something or a casino or sure. whatever, whatever the case may be. There's no awkward tension or anything, but there's a, a healthy respect for don't cross that line. Right. You know. Right. Well, so I guess the the interesting thing to me in all this, you know, th- having this come off the can guys and girls be friends is that it does in your 40s open. I, I think 30s, too. But, you know, it does open this whole other discussion of like. Like, I have a lot of single female friends who are successful and attractive and whatever and can't figure out why are we all single, you know, but it, it does, it opens that conversation to like all these guys over here and, and sadly by this point, and, and you'll understand, when you're in your 40s and you're single, there's not a big pool to, to pull from anymore. So you start wondering like, all right, so that dude that has been my friend forever, is he into me? Like, do I need to be paying attention to it like this? Do I need to be thinking like that? It opens this whole other thing for women because at some point in our lives, we've all fallen in love with our best friend. Now, we don't always, but we all have before. So now that we're getting old enough that we better seal the deal quick, what about that guy? Okay, so proximity and timing. Hold that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, today's show is about dating in your 40s. and if, I think we forgot to mention that a little earlier. Uh, that's if, if you didn't see the social media post yesterday, it's like dating in your forties, horror stories of dating in your forties. We're gonna <laughs> cover. So many. <laughs> we're gonna cover it all today. Uh, dating coming out of a divorce. Um, how soon is too soon? Do you take some you time? Are you looking to you know put a band aid over that bullet wound immediately? What is it? You know what is the right? What was right for y'all? What's right for me? And uh, I think we'll kind of figure that out. Your headphones loud? No, they just went away. Hmm. Okay, uh, now they're back. Okay, good. <laughs> so. We're going to explore all kind of different stuff that I want to hear from you guys. The phone line is 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. And uh, let's see here. We got some text already on the Guns and Gear text line. Let's see. Uh, One is from Miss Sylvia. Hey, Miss Sylvia. Hey, Miss Sylvia. All right, so... I tell you what, this is long. I don't want to read it 
live. Right. Let's read and, it first off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Read, read it first. Get some context, and we'll go from there. Um. So I sent you. Actually, I did not send you a list. Did I? I didn't send you the list. So I have a list here. Yes. I did send you a video this morning. Yes, and I have so many mixed feelings about that video because. Well, that's and from the alpha male manosphere nonsense. Anyone who regularly uses the phrase Captain save ho I got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I went to YouTube and just treated it like a search engine and said dating in your 40s. That's yeah. the first video that came up. I was backing out of my driveway. I hit click. Uh-huh. I get to the gas station there in Brandon to get gas. And I left my wallet at home. Oh, no. So I had to I'd turn around go back and when i've got back to my driveway i said let me go on and send this. i'd heard enough of it uh-huh. i was like let me send this over to Therese <laughs> so she can she can hear this so he talks in this video about being single in your 40s or dating in your 40s and refers to these things like the six sixes yeah and i never heard of the i this have stuff. never heard of that and for perspective this guy's from canada that was yeah. talking um and he's like so what women look for in a man i think someone got to be six feet tall mm-hmm. got to make six figures got to drive a six-figure car um, got to have six inches below the waist and, uh, that'd be four, sixes, six months out of a divorce, <clears throat> six months out of a divorce or previous relationship. Yeah. And I can't remember what the other one was. Uh, yeah, I, I can't either. But uh, so I, I was talking to a friend last night and what she was saying, like really what women are looking for, for the most part at this point in life is stability, security. Yeah. Like don't break my heart. Otherwise we're good. Yeah, I mean it's like that's pretty much know, it. I mean, you know, if, if you if you come with all these other things, great, but yeah. I don't know that they're necessarily prerequisite qualifiers mm-hmm. for that. And, and there may be different women at different points in their lives, yada yada yada. You know, uh, overinflated self worth. Uh, if you were as worth as much as you thought you were, would you still be single? Right. You know, I, you know, at this point in life, now maybe you, maybe somebody died. I, there's always a different scenario there. I don't want to. I don't want to rain over anybody, you know, yeah. rain on anybody's parade there that may be in their 40s and single, but things happen. Yeah. Well, know. and in addition, um, I think, so we, we throw around these words like high value. You know, now in today's world, we have labeled literally everything with some kind of phrase that in the end could be demeaning. So you talk about, is this a high value woman? Why is she still on the market? Or is this a high value man? No, he doesn't make six figures. And in the end... To me, a high-value man or woman is someone with integrity, someone who knows how to treat you with respect, somebody who, you know, takes your feelings into consideration when making a decision. Um, I guess to me, the the constant focus on all the um, all the surface things is part of the reason that marriages are failing, that you know, relationships are horse crap in today's world. And I, I think that's the thing. I know that a lot of people think I'm very simplistic when I'm saying this or like, oh, it's just because you're getting old and you're losing your looks or whatever people say. But the fact is, to me, I don't care if you've got six figures and a car that does whatever it was he was talking about, if you're kind, you know, I mean, we can struggle through the finances together if that's the issue. But don't cheat on me. Don't make me feel stupid. You know, and and come home when you're supposed to, I guess. I mean, and I'm not a controller, so whatever. But that, to me, is the thing we're missing today. Yeah. My next relationship would not be based off timing or proximity. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's not because I feel like it's time to get into a relationship or, I, or you're close to me. So we should, you know, this just makes sense. Right. You know, we're not doing that. It's going to, 
it's going to feel right or I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And actually, I saw a TikTok about that the other day. Girls talking about like, don't feel bad if you're the fixer. If you come in and you save the dude and you make him feel better about himself and he marries the next girl, um, which is what happens to me. I am good luck Chuck in a female body. <laughs> um, but the the fact is, that is how so many people make decisions now. It's like, now is the time. And so that's how I think down the road, we look back sometimes and there's the one that got away because they were there at the wrong time, you know. So I listened to a few more of this guy's videos coming in. Why? Well, it just (laughs) Just kept playing. So we're going to take a break in a second, but I want to leave y'all with a, with a, with a thought. And this is going to maybe be our, our audience question of the day, whether you've gone through a bad relationship or not. There's a thing that they they talk about, like the, uh, the tests, like how to know if you have a good woman. Yeah. I remember that. And he brought this up and he was like, it was the door lock test. You open the passenger side door for the girl. It's raining outside. Oh, yeah. Whatever I know this case. one. Yeah. Does she lean over and unlock your door? Now, this is pre-key fob. Right. Um, I heard that when I was young. Mm-hmm. And that is how I fell in love with my first girlfriend. Yeah. We went on a date. This girl named Allison. We were like 17, 18 years old. We went on a date. And I think it was a North Park movie theater. I vividly remember this. And I opened up. It was raining. I opened up the drop passenger side door of my little low rider. Mm-hmm. She leaned over and unlocked the other door. And I was like... Oh, she's the one. <laughs> there she is. Yeah, and she broke my heart. But yeah. neither here nor there. All right, look, let's take a break, guys, girls out there. What what is a test that you do? Is is there a modern version of the door lock test hmm. that that you that you look for? Little little signs on the first date, second date, third date, whatever that you look for when you're out with somebody that says this person is considerate of somebody else other than themselves. Yes, and uh, they could be the one. All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show. Joined in. In the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios, live this morning with Therese April. We'll be right back on 103.9. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto, located right there on Highway 49 South in Florence. Go see my buddy Justin and his team for all of your auto repair needs specifically what they specialize in is your ring and pinion drivetrain all that good stuff <clears throat> if your rear end's acting up vibrating your transfer case your truck ain't going to your jeep ain't going in four-wheel drive whatever go see a1 gear and auto they're going to get you rolling but hey anything as little as your check engine light being on your heat not working your air not blowing cold they can take care of all of it the only thing they don't do is work on diesel engines uh, but they will work on your diesel underside so, go see them right there on 49 in Florence. Get you taken care of it. A1 Gear and Auto. Phone number is 601-939-1060. All right. <clears throat> I'm joined in the studio this morning by Therese April. And we are Here talking we are. about dating in your 40s. <laughs> I, I, I probably kind of build this show wrong. I said a dating horror stories. And I'm sure we'll get into that stuff. Oh, we will. Because <laughs> it's, it, it's all not a horror story. I mean, there is fun. To, I mean, there oh, is yeah. the excitement of getting back into... The dating pool, you know, and talking to people and and all that stuff, and you know, and learning, you know, how to navigate those waters and uh, feelings that you hadn't felt in a long time, and mm-hmm. you know, the, the wondering, does she like me? Does he like me? What, whatever, you know, depending on your thing. I, don't, I ain't here to judge, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, so th- that's fun, mm-hmm. you know, and unique to get back into that. So <clears throat> I came up. I'm going to read this list. Okay. And we'll break it down. And then we got two hours. So sure. I made some list of some deal breakers, mm-hmm. which I think are going to be entertaining. And uh, just some random thoughts of do's and don'ts 
that I think, you know, makes sense. Yes. Now, don't take it from me. I'm terrible at this, obviously. <laughs> so if I, any advice I give is probably going to be bad advice, but that doesn't mean it won't work for me. So let's uh, let's see. This is on brides.com. And no, fellas, I did not go to brides.com. Did not know it even existed. Uh, Google sent me here. And this is 15. Blame it on Google. <laughs> this is 15 <laughs> tips for dating in your 40s. Uh, number one, choose your partner wisely. Duh. I mean, I think that's kind of a <laughs> like, Captain Obvious thing. Yeah, they put that as a tip. That's great. Well, <laughs> you know, and I think to that, and instead of reading their paragraphs, I think we'll just hit sure. what we think. Um, I think to that, it's if you know it's a bad fit on the front end, just because somebody's attractive mm-hmm. and you think, well, that would they'd be great in bed. I, you know, I was sure would love to be seen with them in public. You know, whatever the case may be, yeah. square peg, round hole. You're just going to end up back in the same situation. Oh yeah, you were in. Well, and and I made fun of that, but it is true because like I remember a few years back there was a guy that um, he was uh, he had a job that I considered really interesting. Not necessarily, you know, he wasn't making a ton of money. At well, he probably was, but I don't know. But anyway, he had one of those big secret jobs that they make TV shows about. And he also had some hardcore addictions that he had just come out of. And he was one of those people that would text you every day and then drop off the face of the planet for like months at a time and whatever. But I was willing to stick it out because he was super good looking. And he was also, he, you know, very interesting. I thought red flags flying everywhere, red flags everywhere. Because, you know, at one point someone called me and said, doesn't he have a girlfriend? And I was like, I, think uh and i'm thinking well maybe she heard about me and uh, of course i text him do you have a girlfriend he says i have an ex-girlfriend and i'm like i <laughs> yeah of course you do <laughs> let's uh let's take a call here real sure quick. hey you're on there hey i got a question for y'all too okay i've been i've been married for about 10 years so i but i did guys i started getting noticing before me and my wife kind of met before we got married that it seems like women, and don't take us the wrong way, that it, if they were a single mother, they were proud of that. Like it was a status symbol. Like they didn't need a man because they were a single mother. And they either wore that on their shoulder or they felt one people to feel sorry for them. Well, soci- I mean, society yeah. has done a number on on, on the mentality of, of certain certain group of women that think that being a single mother is a badge of honor of some sort. Hold on. Hold on, both of you. (laughs) Now, I'm not a mother, but I have a lot of friends that are single mothers, and honestly, sometimes getting dumped and crapped on and left or abused makes you have to develop the side of you that is tough and says, I'm proud of what I have. You know, the Tourette's, I know some of them, it's their own fault. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's that's the way of the world. Like, sometimes the breakup is your fault. Sometimes it's theirs. I mean, you used to you hear somebody cheating on, on somebody. Normally, you'd hear of a man cheating on a woman. It ain't, that ain't the case no more. Here, West, many people I've known have divorced a woman normally cheated. Right. So, and, and then they talk about, you know, they're a single mother. And I, you know, sometimes that's your own doing. You know? And I'll just leave that. Y'all On the other that. side, though, it does take two to make a baby. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. Um, no, my my point is, you know, like this hip hop culture and a lot of that stuff. There is uh, this this feminist movement. There there is a lot of strong, independent woman don't need no man. I'll raise this baby by myself, and you know, I don't know. I mean, teach their own. I I do think being a single mom is a 
not a cool thing. I don't think being a single parent is a cool thing. It's commendable that you can do it by yourself. Yep. I'm mm-hmm. not knocking the ability to do it. I'm just, you know, some people, they, they wear it like it's it's who they are. Yeah, and I think a lot of that, honestly, it goes with the outrage and offense culture. Yeah. Because we are all at this point in our lives built to say, you hurt me, so forget you, and now I'm tough and strong. Now I don't need anybody. And we do that on all levels of our lives. But when it comes to relationships, like I told somebody this last night, um, I was out and we were talking about what's wrong with dating, what's wrong with the world. And I was like, well, part of it is that as soon as we get our feelings hurt, we're all like, well, I don't need anybody. And then we treat everyone accordingly. Like, okay, you can get right there, but if I don't need you, you're gone. Well, what if we actually, you know, took the time to heal before we did that to somebody? Because there have probably been plenty of people in my life who came in and said, you know, I want to I want to be good for you. And I was like, yeah, I don't need anybody. Thanks. Because I'd just gotten my heart tromped on by some jerk. You know, I think we do that. <clears throat> I me personally, I, I, I've really, really tried over the years to not drag the previous trauma mm-hmm. into the current situation. Yes. As an adult, I do that, too. Yeah. You know, like now, for example. Uh, Pulling the curtain back a little bit here. Um, As I'm going through a divorce, but uh, let's just be honest, mentally, I've been separated for two years. Sure. There is no, the the, the trauma's done. That that, that chapter is, other than signing some documents, that chapter's closed. Mm -hmm. There's there's just nothing, no offense. There's just nothing there. There's no trauma coming. Time to go. Yeah, yeah, there's no trauma coming into the next thing. It's just a formality at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I think everybody's different. You know, were you the one that wanted to separate or not? I mean, again, every situation is different. I can only speak for myself. So even though le- legally, time-wise, I, you may look and say, well, you know, y'all only been separated, uh, living in different houses since September. Mm-hmm. Have you given yourself enough time? Well, that... I spent the last year giving myself that time prior to making that decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> though we were living under the same roof, we were living two separate lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, again, no infidelity, nothing like that. It's just people grow apart. Mm-hmm. Every divorce isn't a – is or every breakup, it, it's not a infidelity issue. Like, some people just assume that that's the first thing, and it's not. Yeah. It's like sometimes people just grow apart. Well, and and that's where it comes in. The healed side of I don't need anybody is we're in this situation. Neither of us are drawing anything positive from it anymore. I don't need you. Some people stay because they feel like that's what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. because whatever like that. And and biblically, you can argue whatever you want to argue. But we we talk about it today. And like if we're dragging each other down because both of us are stuck here. Because we feel like we have to do this for the kids or because our parents will be upset or because the church or because whatever. But we're making each other miserable. The healed version of I don't need anybody is I don't need you. I don't need this. I need to make my life better. And yours, too, in some cases. Never stay together for the kids. Right. Because you're going to end up. They're going to kids know kids. (laughs) Kids are so much smarter than we think they are in the moment. Yeah. It takes a little age to realize that. Because it takes a little growth for me to sit back and remember, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, you know, what did I what do I remember when I was a kid about my parents and so on and so forth? Well, your kids 
can do the same thing. They know then there's tension. They know when mommy and daddy ain't spending time together. Yeah. They know when there's never a family unit. I mean, they get it. So don't don't stay together just because of the kids when you're going to be miserable. You, yeah. Uh, when my sister was going through this terrible divorce or before it started, I just remember telling her, do you want your daughter to grow up thinking this is what a relationship looks like? Yeah. Like, do you want her to think that this is the man she wants? Like, this is how it's supposed to look. Yeah. Now, if you're you actively know? fighting for that relationship and you're, you know, you're doing the things to try and you really want to make that work. But if you know you've both checked out and sure. you're just and you're just legally together for the kids living two separate lives, uh, that that's got to be unhealthy. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I, I don't know. I can't I can't understand why you would. Well, and and so I'm thinking about a guy friend that had a pretty terrible marriage and um, his wife and, and I I have seen this and heard it from other people, but she was pretty volatile. And um, he told me a story about one day something happened and um, she came in and said, Daddy, are we in trouble again? And every time the wife would lose her temper, the little girl thought we are in trouble you know, it wasn't like daddy's in trouble again. It was, we are in trouble. And that, that kind of broke my heart because, you know, she didn't do anything. Yep. All right. We have ran over. Uh, let's see here. Derek, stay on hold. We're going to take a break real quick. We're going to come back. We're going to work down this list. That, that, that whole segment there was about choosing your partner wisely. <laughs> the one I laughed at. <laughs> so, so uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards show. When necessary. Hey, real quick, Therese, we share a couple sponsors. Yes, we do. Let's talk about them for a second here. Let's do it. Let's start with Mac Hike of Flow. I love them. <laughs> Corey's on a plane right now heading to Houston. Is he really? So uh, when, the, when the when the when the uh, cat's away, the mics will play. Right. Y'all go get a good deal while the boss man's away. Y'all at, seriously. At and I have. So we do a, a Facebook live every Friday around 10. And uh, I've gotten to talk to so many of the sales reps. And these guys know their stuff. I mean, they're they're. I talked to a guy named Kenji this last Friday. Kenji's on fire over there. He always top of the board. He is amazing. Yeah. Yep. And he, he knows exactly how to, like, if you're upside down in your car payment, if you're, you know, these kind of things. He knows how to fix your problems and sell you a good car. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of them that, that have different skill sets like that that are so worth going to see. Well, you know, what blows my mind is uh, there's this perception of car salesmen. Right. And it's it's so antiquated. I'm not saying there ain't bad ones in there. Get, don't get me wrong. I've worked with some. Mm-hmm. But man, they are such the minority. Oh yeah. Most you these dealers, especially these big franchise dealers, they they're constantly making you do uh, current education. You know how to get better at your job, product knowledge test, mm-hmm. all that. Uh, and I'll tell you the great way to know if you really got a good salesman <clears throat> is if they'll if you ask them if a vehicle does something and they're honest and they say I don't know. Yeah. But I'll find out instead of lying to you and making up some nonsense. I learned that the hard way early, early on in the business. Uh, I, my product knowledge wasn't that great, and I had to get better at it. Yeah. And I, I may have lied to a customer, like, well, yeah, it's, it, it, it'll tow this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, just because in my mind. And then they ripped the F1, back half of the Yeah, because in, in my mind, this F-150 <laughs> would surely do that. Right. You know? I mean, I was assuming. I wasn't necessarily lying. I was assuming. And it ended up costing us having to put a different rear end in a truck. Right. You know, but, so I learned to just say, I don't know, but I will find out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you keep your credibility. Yep. And uh, I, anyway, I say all that to say, I follow all their salesmen on social media. They do a phenomenal job. Y'all know I just like social media marketing. I enjoy watching other people be good at that. Mm-hmm. And I need to start back doing more of it than I do. But especially with the live videos and stuff, you're doing a great job with that too. Thank you. And their salesmen over there 
are constantly look I like they, they look like they're having fun. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could get some of them to sell for me. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. The Clay Edwards Show marketing uh, information is available. If right, exactly. It. Dark Horse Press. <laughs> <laughs> well, so look, man, get over there, see them. They're the home of the three ninety nine car payment. Uh, credit's not going to be an issue. Um, <clears throat> where there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that they will get you taken care of over there. So go see them. My buddy Abe Morris is one of the managers on the desk. I've known Abe for oh, ask 10 years. Abe to do his little elf dance. Oh, uh, and he's only like three <laughs> feet tall, so he can literally does an elf dance. Yeah. And uh, let's see, there's Parker and uh, Corey mm-hmm. and uh, Hunter. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a great team of folks over there. Those they are really the ones do. I know off the top of my head. So uh, go see them. That's right there, Airport Road or. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road, uh, right there in Flowood. That's Mack Hike Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Got to put that sauce on it. That's right. Of uh, Flowood. And they've got chargers if you're a charger person like me. They do. And it's going to be Jeep season before you know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, let's just be honest. In Mississippi, it's Jeep season year round minus about 12 days. <laughs> That's true. The days that we're not iced over, it's Jeep season. Yeah. It's, it's either freezing or it's Jeep weather. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, summer is not Jeep weather. Right. I, that, that hot. 800 degrees, seven levels of hell heat, humidity, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, that ain't Jeep weather. Fair enough. Th- this is Jeep weather. Uh, at least it will be at lunch today. Right. All right. So <clears throat> y'all go see them. Shop them online. MacHikeCDJRF.com. Our, coming back from our next segment, we'll talk about our other mutual sponsor, uh, Guns and Gear. Yes. And, love uh, them too. And, and make sure they get theirs this morning. All right. So uh, we're doing our dating in your 40s list here. Uh, so number two is make sure you're both ready to date. So I think we kind of yeah. covered this in the last one, talking about, you know, time to heal and not bring a trauma or whatever. And one of the things it says in one of the multiple lists I saw was if they're still bad mouthing their ex, they're not ready to date. I don't necessarily believe that. I think, you know, sometimes people just get to talking. Yeah. Now, if it's overwhelmingly every other conversation's about their ex. And if they bring up their ex for no reason in the middle, like you're at the grocery store looking at peanut butter and they're like, um, she always liked Jeff and I hate it. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, get or, over it. Or they say about the time they came here. Like, look, man, you're right. an adult. I assume y'all did a lot of things together. Yeah. And I, I, I don't care. I mean, I could, I could ride through downtown Brandon to Jackson, to North Jackson, to Madison, anywhere, and tell you a story about something with an ex. Right. But I'm not going to do that. You know, and I, I just expect that same in return. Now, if there's a point of talking about the ex in the context of a story, I don't mind either. I'm not a, I'm not a jealous person. Right. You know, I mean, we all have things that can make us jealous, but how do you react to that? But, right. Well, and I think a key to making sure you're both ready to date is, is communication. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I can't. I can't talk about it a lot, but I had a situation not long ago where I thought we were, you know, I was talking to this guy. I thought it was a thing, and it turned out that he did not think that at all. But he communicated with me in a way that made me think that, so I never asked the question. You know, is this a thing or not? Are we seeing each other? Are we exclusive? Are we not exclusive? Like, there were conversations that needed to be had that because I didn't ask and he didn't volunteer. Our alpha male friend that we listened to on the way in, I was listening to a video of his um, after the first one. And that was something he brought up was the where do we stand conversation. Mm -hmm. That is always the woman's responsibility. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Says the man should never initiate the where do we stand conversation. Well, let me answer Mr. Alpha Male with that. If you're the alpha male and you want, you know, authority in this relationship and you want me to be subservient or whatever all the stuff is, it's up to you to say where, you know, I'd like for this to be something. Would you? 
Okay, so my response to that, just generally speaking, is you don't have to ask me where we stand. If if we're progressing at a normal rate, mm-hmm. you'll know. Right. You'll, you, you know you have my undivided attention. You know that you don't have to ask if you can come over. You'll know that you don't have to ask if I want to do something with you. I'll make it known right. that where where we stand through my actions, well, it won't really require a conversation. The thing is, Clay, you're a pretty open person. So in a situation, I can see you being like, you know, if if somebody's crossing a boundary that they don't need to cross yet, you tell them. Well, my main thing is like at the beginning, of, you know, when you're doing that, here's my here's how I broach that conversation. Are we only... I'm just going to say it. If you got kids in the car, this may be where you want to cover their ears in five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Are we exclusively sleeping together? Because mm-hmm. that's that's important, you know, for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. You know, if if we're exclusive in the bedroom, I'm going to guess we're exclusive outside of it, too, and the rest will take care of itself. Well, and I think it might even be worth, instead, are we exclusively dating? Because, you know, I've got a dozen guy friends that I can go out to lunch with today. Yeah. If that's going to make you mad, whether we're in the bedroom or not, we need to have that conversation. Sure. You know, so I I think that that, I think it's worth knowing if you're exclusive and all these rules that people are making for who should do it or who shouldn't, it's a, it's a respect issue. Well, I think that goes back to what I, for me. Yeah. For me. Uh, the the having friend girls and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think that goes back to you'll know if we're exclusive or not by my actions. Sure, you'll you'll know where I stand because if I think we're exclusive, I'm not going to meet my friend girl for for drinks after work. But at what point do you need to you know show up and tell whoever you're seeing? Like like do you tell whoever you're seeing I'm going to meet my friend girl for lunch? If you're I mean like that for me that's a question. If if I'm supposed to be able to tell from your actions and all your actions are saying, yes, it's only you. And so I'm like, cool, it's only me. And then all of a sudden I've got some chick calling me up out of nowhere saying, who are you to him? I should have asked a question. Honestly, out of respect for me, he should have given me the information I needed to make an informed decision. So, so what you're saying is don't just assume that your actions speak louder than your words. Yes, because all of us at this point, men included, have been in that situation where it's like, yeah, I'm comfortable. I like this person. Boom, out of nowhere comes, you know, whoever saying, well, hold on. Like, who are you? I'm his girlfriend or whatever. And then you're like, okay, I was not, I didn't see this coming. Interesting. All right. So number three. Uh, da, 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 da. Wait before introducing partner to kids. I, I'll speak on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you may have a, another side of the story. <clears throat> I don't. My daughter's twenty. You know, I, I, if she wants to meet who I'm hanging out with, you know, early on, so so be it. It's not. She's mm-hmm. she's lived through enough of my dating tra- trauma and uh, and stuff over the years that at this point it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. T- that, that that's a that's a no that's a no no issue for me. Um. How do you feel about meeting somebody's kids early on? I mean, what what are your thoughts on meeting somebody's kids? Mm, I honestly, um, just out of respect for the kids and for their father, but also for their mother, I don't want to be introduced until I know this relationship is serious. Right. So it, it does recommend, you know, three to six months. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. All right. We can agree on that. I'm, I've, I've not been good at that, but teach their own. Um, number four, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> practice 
patience when it comes to sex. Um, I mean, look, it is what it is there. I mean, yeah, is it wrong? No, but you're, we're all adults here. And that is one thing I've noticed about dating in your 40s. Or there does not seem to be that grace period. Right. You know, it's usually a, you know what you want, you know what you want. Let's let's do what we want, you know. And maybe that's why some things, some of these things don't work is there's not that. Oh, yeah. And then, and then sometimes they can, uh, it can be absolutely magical. And that's the bond that pulls it all together. Well, and we've been talking about Mr. Alpha podcast man. Um, but there's a woman on TikTok that she tells everybody don't kiss for three months. And if he doesn't wait, he's not the dude. Because the whole point is to make sure that they are into you not whatever God gave you, you know, and I get it. I, I, I would have a hard time waiting three months, three but. months. I, man, come on now. Look, I mean, if, if I'll give you the first date. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'll give you the first date, but I mean, by, 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 by the second date, I mean, yeah, I, where are we going? But see, hold on. If after the second date, you could be like, are we sleeping together? Then is it weird for the female to answer, now, all right, or are we going to be dating exclusively? No, I did not say sleep together on the second date. I, oh, said, okay. I said, I said, kiss. You know, oh, okay, like the, yeah. To, to, to the to the kiss point. Sure, fair all enough. Right, let Let's circle back because Scott sent in a, a really good text, and I want to. Did I we leave make sure Derek we on? Huh? <laughs> Is Derek still on hold? Oh yeah, Derek. Sorry, we'll get to you in just a second. <laughs> um, Scott says best modern day. F- test you know the, the the whole unlock the door test thing mm-hmm. the best modern day test uh fail and we done pass and we move on is your date is your date scrolling on their phone constantly while you're out on that that date are they more into their phone than they are into you and that is a great point and i countered that however with i have my phone in my hand so much at this point mm-hmm. and this i'm 100 in the wrong on this i will admit that that it's not because I'm not interested in the person. If I'm scrolling on my phone, it is just a bad fidget at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's just surgically attached yeah. to my hand. And uh, like you brought up, you know, like what you do for a living and like what I do for a living is our jobs don't necessarily end at five o'clock. Right. And there, you know, bad stuff happens in Jackson and everywhere after hours. And, and that's when we get these a multitude of notifications to our phone. Right. Uh, last night, building fire downtown Jackson my phone blew up mm-hmm. you know and i was at home by myself no no not my, not not last night it was sunday night yeah um blew up and you know i'm having to juggle my phone and and other things sure you know so it, it does it does happen but it's not because i'm not interested in the person that i'm with it's just that's that's, that's kind of what i do yeah like you want me to buy dinner i've got to take this text <laughs> yeah, we got, speaking of that we got to take a break real quick Derek. Oh, yeah Derek. sorry brother we'll be right back Hold this on. is the clay edwards show <laughs> rules when necessary Look, let's go straight to Derek here real quick we got 30 seconds Derek you got about 30 seconds brother I'm sorry uh, okay yeah whatever uh, April yes to answer your question from earlier about successful people and, and about relationships and things like that I know in the black community the more education and the more successful they are the least likely they are to be married because they have this innate thinking that they're better than the men that, that they qualify for interesting so women tend to equate their value with their career and men don't care about your money or your career and that's why they they've never they they seem to never date and get married because of that because in their eyes no man is never good enough for them but men don't care about your success and your status 
or, or the money you make. If you got a man that seems to be eager that he does, that's that's a red flag. Well, there is a culture rot issue there, you know, that, yeah, we, that, yeah, we, that we've discussed definitely. a lot. Definitely. All right, brother, we got to take a break. Yeah, man. Bye. Thanks, Derek. All right, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas, you have tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio, and that's exactly what we're doing this morning, a little reality talk. No politics, just reality or uh, like those juicy Facebook groups, real talk this morning. We're live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm joined by my friend, Miss Therese April, and we're talking about dating in your 40s. It ain't necessarily <laughs> got to just be your 40s. We're in our 40s. So I said dating in, in your 40s because right. we're kind of both kind of going through it and uh, thought it would be fun to have this conversation this morning. And uh, it, it has been. Um, Therese, real quick before we jump in back to the meat of the conversation, uh, let's talk about another friend of ours over at Guns and Gear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We love Guns and Gear. Those guys are amazing. And Hunter is so easy to work with and he's so good at hiring a knowledgeable staff that can help you. And I'll be honest, I've talked to a couple other and girls, this is for you. They don't treat you like you don't know what you're doing just because you're a woman no man no mansplaining no mansplaining interesting and not only that it's like you know you go in there they're going to pay attention they're going to ask if you need help if you don't they'll back off um it's just it plus it's just a happy environment there yeah well look go see them for all your uh buying selling neat gun needs and of course your gunsmithing and seracoding needs they got it all they're also the home of no limit Ammo, you know. Like I said they got all the guns, you know, every style you could possibly want. That's right out there in Gluckstadt, Highway Fifty One. That's guns in gear. You can shop them online at gunsandgearms.com. So, also, I do want to say they seracoded a gun for me, and I love it because basically, and I'll tell this story. I think it's okay. Um, I bought a silver Beretta twenty two, but I wanted a black one. But that was what they were able to get was a silver one. So they I asked them to Cerakote it black. But what they did was add just a little bit of blue to it. So it's now a one of a kind. And I love that because I love this little gun. But also I know that nowhere out there in the world is there a gun like mine. Yeah. And and they did that for me just because, you know, it was it was kind of a thoughtful thing um, that that Hunter did. And um, they're always thinking about the customer. They're always doing that. Man, look, you, you haven't been in business as long as they have now. And and not be on top of stuff like that because they've been out there since I was uh, working in Canton myself, what twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, right. somewhere in that neighborhood. So I mean, look, you, you don't make it that long. You don't make it through pandemics. You don't make it through all that and not be good at what you do and offer good customer service. And that's exactly what they do out there at Guns and Gear. All right, uh, the meat of our conversation this morning: dating in our forties. Right. <clears throat> Um, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of great text in. We all, I promise we're going to read them. Uh, but Therese has got a story. Oh boy. That I, I, I don't want to leave hanging out there, but I thought it was, it's, it, it's just wildness and it's just, and I bet you everybody's got a similar type. I can't believe that just happened to me. Right. Story. And I'll kind of set the stage a little bit. Had a guy you were talking to a little bit, going to meet down on the coast. Mm-hmm. At a hotel bar or whatever, casino, whatever it was. Yeah. And you walk in there and things were not 
They were not what I expected. What you expected. Um, Let me preface this by saying Anne Lamott said that if they wanted you to write better about them, they should have treated you better. And I believe that every story belongs to me. I can choose to tell it if I want to. So it's possible that this person will hear me talking about it. And the thing is, that's okay. So, So this was a situation where we had texted a lot and that kind of thing. And he had set up a lunch date that he canceled and gave me a lame excuse. But I was like, no, no, you're busy. And then um, we were supposed to go out on my birthday. And so he gave me another excuse just hours before we were supposed to be in Hattiesburg. And I was just like, you know what? You're on the road. Just travel safe. Um, So he was already showing some red flags and, and whatever. And very flaky. Not good at keeping his word. But he was cool and fun and cute. So I was like, all right, well, we'll stick this out just a little bit longer and see what happens. So we go to we we go to have drinks. And he says, hey, this weekend, me and a bunch of my friends are going to be down on the coast. There's this cute little bar, um, this cute little hotel that has a cute little bar. So you should be there. You should come. And I was like, really? And he said, yeah. I said, so really, you want me to come? And he says, yes. So cool. I am headed that way. When I get there, I'm signing in, and he says, um, we're in the hotel bar. I walk in, and it's him and a blonde, a blonde female. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, a little bit kind of – and I, I, she and I made eye contact, and, you know, women, we do that thing like, oh, who's that? And we smile, and we both did that. And so she's sitting on one side of him, and I'm sitting on the other for the duration of the evening. Now, at one point, we get up, and we go to another place, and we're just both walking with him like we're his entourage. This is not a group of friends – this is two women and a guy. And so we're just kind of like, and we, the weird thing was we hit it off. Me and this girl, we really got along and really liked each other. So come later on in the night, um, I noticed that like, they're definitely not just friends like he had told me. And like, sometimes he's over here talking to me. Sometimes he's over there talking to her. Um, and then at one point I, I just like, he walked away and I was like, am I a third wheel on your date by any chance? And she was like, no, no, it's not like that. I was like, cool. So later on he's over here and I'm like, I'm not a third wheel here, am I? And he's like, no, no, it's not like that. I'm like, cool. Okay. So long story short, um, turns out that as she and I talked through various things, it's not worth going through all the things that happened the night, but (laughs) he was telling her that I was his lesbian friend who had left my girlfriend behind and had come without her. And the thing is, God bless this dude. He did not know exactly that I have the visibility that I have. Um, and that so many people knew me like they do, because it's not hard to check my name. <laughs> and the fact is, I'm not insulted by being called a lesbian, but I am insulted that that he would lie. And um, so the thing was, after she and I've talked about all this, both of us decide we're not talking to him anymore. And the very last text, we're going to call her Jane. The very last text I ever got from him was, why did you mess things up for me and Jane? And I was like, you know, I didn't. You invited me on your your date. You know, <laughs> like, how do you invite two girls to the same overnight date? You know, so. That's funny. I, I loosely know that guy. I mean, we, we, we've, we've been in the same room a couple times, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I mean, I, I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have gathered that about him, but. You know, it's funny. I mean, it's not funny for you. It's just funny that there's people out there living in such their own little world that all that's okay. Yeah. And the thing is, my only advice for him is, man, I have about 80,000 people that follow me. No, sorry, about 100,000 people that follow me across all platforms. Like, 
if you're trying to come up in the world and do your thing, um, just be glad I'm not really vindictive. Because you know? <laughs> not because I'm hurt by this, because I knew he was flaky and I knew this wasn't something I really needed to do long term. But because what were you what? <laughs> what yeah, was I mean, that? That, that, that? That's the interesting place about where I'm at in my life now versus, say, 10 years ago is I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of, mm-hmm. of me publicly. No. Uh, so throwing a fit. Right. You know, like, no, nah, I'm not doing that anymore. Right. All right. So we're kind of wandering down this list. And thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we're kind of wandering down this list, and look, some of this navigate stereotypes. Uh, trust your instincts. Well, I think we've covered a lot of oh yeah, a lot of that. You know, watch out for those red flags. If it if your gut is telling you that something ain't right, either either roll with it or ask. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's like if you're if you're in a relationship and you think somebody's cheating, obviously the trust is broken enough. Right. That you feel like that could be a possibility, have that conversation. Well, and that's also worth it for your own sake, because like yeah. if what's weird about my personality is I get weird if somebody's lying to me. Now, I don't necessarily know it's a lie yet, but I start getting awkward. And I until I realized that I do this, I didn't realize like, why all of a sudden am I awkward? Why can't I talk to this person? It's because I sense the lie. And so if you have tells like that, if you have triggers, like at some point I learned to be like, why am I awkward? What is he lying about? Yeah. You know, if you've got something that, that's built in you like that, if your gut is telling you something, always listen. Um, I, I agree. Now, here's one that I that, that I, I told you all fair a little bit that is my next relationship. Uh-huh. Nobody will know. And I mean, if you see us out in public, yes. Sure. Um, sure. But I'm taking it back old school, not changing my Facebook uh, status, relationship status. Any of that crap again. A, a picture may never end up on there. It may, whatever. But mm-hmm. the next one is manage your social media expectations. Yes. And I, I, w- I will read this. This is going to be the only one I read here. It says social media is a seamless part of everyday life from most 20 to 30 year olds. But for someone from an older generation, their connection on Facebook or their connection to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter could be more of a mixed bag. Your date social habits, social media habits could range from the 45 year old who is as plugged in as a teenager, <clears throat> me, mm-hmm. uh, to the 48-year-old who has never been on Instagram, uh, notes the uh, psychologist that wrote this. And it says, once things are established, ask your date before posting a photo of the two of you together. Uh, the psychiatrist advises that advises against making a big deal out of it or trying to post too soon as it may make the other person uncomfortable. Right. You know, we are so quick to d- pop the selfies and this, that, and the other, and next thing you know, a picture pops up and everybody assumes something it could be way too early for people to assume a photo together you know what i mean yeah well and i will say that it is also a good test because years ago and this happened accidentally i didn't do it on purpose but i was dating a guy um i was i just mentioned him earlier i I was pretty sure he was the one and we went out on his birthday both of us were all dressed up and looked really cute and everything so i took a we took a picture had somebody take it for us and I said, is it okay for me to put this as my profile picture? Because we've been dating several months at that point. And he was like, yeah. Well, two days later, he comes flying back like, I didn't realize how visible you were. You have to take that down. And I was like, why? And he gives me some nonsense about his job. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I'm going to be all understanding about it. And I take it down. <clears throat> Fast forward a few months and figure out the whole time we'd been dating, he'd been dating somebody else. And he married her without telling me. So that was why he didn't want that picture up there. So I'm, I have mixed feelings. He married somebody while y'all were dating? Yes. 
And yeah. Did, did, did he care to mention that he got married? Well, so the way it worked was he married a woman that was um, the ex-wife of my roommates, like a guy my roommate was talking to. And so I came home one night and she said, I need you to sit down. And I was like, okay, why? And she said, um, so, and I think it's okay to say his name. It's pretty regular. But she said, Michael's, Michael's married. And I said, what? And she said, yeah, he got married today. And I was like, he, who, what? And then I get to hear the whole story about how he walks into her job in front of God and everybody and gets down on one knee and proposes. And I'm like, why did, how did I not ever hear this about the guy that I've been seeing? But, you know, how did I miss this? Right. So if you post a self or if you post a picture and they get all weird about it, just go ahead and cut that one off. All right. Um, Okay. So here's one that I think is really going to be. This is one that I I think is going to be hard for me. Okay. This is accepting schedule conflicts, scheduling conflicts, (laughs) because I think, you know, when you're coming out of long term relationship or marriage and living with somebody. There's always the assumption, and I think I may hit this earlier in the show, I can't remember, but there's always the assumption that if Clay wants to do something, and I'm just using me as the, the catch-all here, mm-hmm. if Clay wants to do something, I don't have to ask you if we're doing it. I just know that we are. Right. After a certain point in time with being with somebody, if, we're, if, I, if I make dinner plans, we're, that's what we're doing, or, or whatever the case may be, concert, anything. I don't have to ask you if you're going. I know you're going. And... Maybe that's a bit arrogant. You see that, that look I'm giving you. I know, but but when you when you're living with somebody and you're married, that those are things that I think are kind of givens. You know? Oh yeah, if you're living together and married, there's yeah. there's a little bit of wiggle room there. So when you when you come out of that into new relationship, and you have to accept that the, you don't have that automatic assumption. I don't want to say control over somebody because it's not what I mean. This like yeah, but they maybe they have uh, kids you know, even older kids and they have responsibilities or their work or whatever the case may be. And you, you, you have to get used to maybe having to hear no. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I can't do something, but, but I want to, what do you mean you can't, mm-hmm. you know, so it's learning to balance that too. And something else I've learned is there is a difference in, <clears throat> in being disappointed. You can't see somebody versus getting mad because you can't see somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, balancing, you know, just, is it good to feel disappointed? Does that mean you like them? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's kind of balancing that too. Well, and to go back to that same guy I just talked about, um, I got sent to the coast to cover Hurricane Isaac when we were together, and he lost his mind. You know, it was like, what? No, that's going to be our weekend. I'm like, well, I didn't plan the hurricane, man. Yeah. You know, but to him, it was like, no, we already have plans. And Well, I also have a job. Yeah, you know, unless you're going to start paying my bills, I'm going to have to go to the coast. We've already ran over. Might as well run a little bit extra over. I think we got Sylvia on the line. Hey, you're on there. Good morning, you guys. It's good to hear you together again. Good morning, Miss Sylvia. I just wanted to say it's not that much easier, even in the '60s, about dating. Sometimes I find it it's a tad bit exhausting. Oh yeah. Especially when you think, okay, things seem to be going A-OK, fine. Okay, well, let's just keep plugging along here and plugging along. And then something takes place as simple as cutting your hair off or cutting it to a short fro, and the person just about loses their mind, and you wonder, what happened here? Right. So it's a, it, 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 sometimes I find it to be a tad bit difficult, and it's just easier to say, I'm going to stay single. Yeah. And... I do have a criteria list. One of them 
is first you have to be a practicing Christian, not just Christian in name only. You have to be a practicing, Bible-believing, Bible-praying Christian, male. And you have to have some leadership qualities, because if you aren't able to lead your home spiritually, you're not going to be a very good leader as a male. And I must respect you. And it's not that I know a whole lot about the Bible. That's not what I mean. It's just that you really need to be top-notch in that area of your life if you're going to have a, a wife and a family. Or, But anyway, at, in the 60s, it's not that much. It's just as exhausting as it was when I was 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s. Not much different. We're just getting older and closer to the other end of life. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say, but it's so wonderful to hear the two of you together this morning. I just love it, love it, love it, love it. Thank well, you. we love to hear from you, too. Thank you, Sylvia. Let's take one more call before we go to the break. Okay. Hey, caller, you're on there. You got about a minute. Hey, um, hey. to go along with what Sylvia was saying, um, I love Sylvia dearly, but that's one of the problems in our community with the dating and marriage thing. You notice how she said, well, you may go cut your hair off and get a fro, and then this person may react to it. I just find it better to be single. That's what she said, right? Well, here's the thing. Therese, may I ask you a question as a woman? Absolutely. When other women go to the beauty shop, who do you go for? Um, When I go, honestly, I go for me. I don't know about other women. I guess they're... I, I know well, the probable answer is we do it for each other, but I, I don't know. That That's the thing that most modern... We have a problem with most modern women, especially in the black community. Nobody told you to go. No, nobody told them to go get all these hair extensions and all this type of stuff, or the long nails and things like that. Because we're 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 starting to get a little sick of it. Yeah. And if you're and if you're a man in a certain income bracket or a certain value, you can't take that person around. You know, you, you know in social circles. Yeah, but that's a good point. They don't understand. Well, I like me. Um, I'm doing me. I'm doing this. Well, that's selfish. And then when we say that men should be a leader of the house, well, how can you how can you make that statement when you're teaching open rebellion? That's an interesting perspective because I mean I I see exactly what you're saying, um, and it is something that we don't think about because we do live in a world that that wants both, you know. Yeah. So, so I mean, we don't get me wrong. We men like when our women go and beautify themselves, but they're not. But nowadays, they're not doing it for us. They're getting these crazy styles, tattoos, piercings, and everything, and they're not thinking about, uh, they're doing it for themselves, but we never asked you to do any of those things. You know what I mean? Right. So I just wanted to put that spin on. I get what Sylvia was trying to go, but I thought it was kind of counterintuitive to say a man should be a leader and all that. Okay, fine, but if you're going to open this L like that, what's the point in even trying to be a leader? Well, and I think the the crossover there is, and I understand what you're saying about, you know, some of the eyelashes and nails on, you know, it's not just any one community. I think it is happening across the board. Some of them are extreme and are not attractive to men. Um, No, no, yeah, and and fair enough. But with the hair extension stuff, mm -hmm. yeah, we're starting to get a little sick of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's fair to say, too, though, that, you know, I'm looking personally, I'm looking for a guy who can be the leader of the household, but can also look at me and say, there's my girl. Look at her go. Yep. You know, I right, hate we got to end it at that. We got to take a break. Derek. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Derek. Uh-huh. All, right. All right. This is the Clayton show joined by Therese April. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. That's what I do. 
I did. I will break a rule quick <laughs> and, in, and in a hurry. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am joined live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios by my good friend and yours, Miss Therese Apel. If you're looking for something to eat tonight, get out there to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. It's Chip Matthews' birthday. I think he's about 25. Something uh, like in, that, in, yeah. In, in dog years. Um, go see Chip. Wish him happy birthday. They open the day at 4 p.m. Happy birthday to Chip. Uh, they're located right there at Fannin Mart on the res, right there in front of the bowling alley. Fannin Mart's become a hot little pop and shopping center. I mean, there's all kind of fun stuff to do oh, out yeah. there. You can grab pizza. You can go throw axes. Uh, there's a killer gym out there. Just all kind of stuff. Great food. It's a fun little place. I mean, it's kind of like our own little uh, – people laugh when I say this, but it's really true. It's like Central Mississippi's own little uh, Bourbon Street up there. Okay, I mean, you yeah, can kinda, I can You can kind of park. You got the bowling out. And sure. You really don't have to leave that shopping center. You can do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And a couple bars, the whole nine yards. But it all needs to start at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Uh, <clears throat> they got nine different flavors of frozen daiquiris, 12 different specialty pizzas, deep fried pizza, pasta, burgers, and a fully, fully stocked bar. If you like bourbons and good tequilas and good vodkas and all that kind of stuff, yep. they got a master bartender there. I mean, it's the real deal. No nonsense. I, I kid you not. I would not lead you wrong. And try the tiramisu while you're there, too, because it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's right. You, you, you've eaten there recently. Yep. Yep. And look, my pizza of choice is the pig, pig, pig. And I'm normally a really simple pizza guy, like give me Canadian bacon, cheese, mm-hmm. and some ranch to dip it in, and I'm content. Uh, but I branched out and tried the pig, 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 and the buffalo is really good, too. But uh, give that a try. Let them know you heard it here on the Clay Edwards Show, and uh, we do appreciate you supporting them. Open daily at 4, open late, and available on all major food delivery apps. All right, Therese. Yes. Dating in our 40s. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so one of the other, the last thing on this brides.com list I want to hit was this is this is a wide net here it's don't worry and this is actually on my do's and don'ts list too Mm -hmm. is we've we've all by our 40s we've all lived some life yeah um don't obsess with um things the other person has done in the past oh yeah, yeah um body count any of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. you know it's like bro they're, they're with you now um, you like them enough to be with them now. Don't worry about any of that stuff they did in the past. Yep. And I think that's really just understand that we've all lived a lot of life. We've made mistakes. We are, we're single in our forties. We're divorced or never got married or whatever the case may be. Um, clearly there's been some life lived, you know, are we good now? I don't care. I don't care about any of that. Now I don't want it brought up. I don't want to hear about your past sexual partners or, or, right. or you know, one night stands or sex capades or any of that. I don't want to hear about that either. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, co- I'm comfortable knowing that that kind of stuff happens for all adults, but I don't need to hear about it. Well, and I think what I need to know about your past is what you want to tell me. Sure. Yeah. But also, um, if there is a psycho in your past that is going to start hitting my inbox as soon as we start dating or, you know, who's going to come out of the blue while I'm out with you, I need to know about that. Now, there is that. And, I, <laughs> and, and here on the flip side of that is sometimes you're scared. You're worried about running the person off. If you tell them, by the way, I have a crazy ex that is probably going to slash your tires and start stalking you and making your life a living hell. But there, I do agree that that conversation has to happen. Oh, yeah, because the thing is, I mean, and granted, I'm a little bit different than a lot of people. I'm big on self-defense. You know, I'm a martial artist. I'm always packing, that kind of thing. To me, it's like, you got a crazy ex. All right, well, just let me know so that I know when to be aware of that. Um, if I like you well enough, it's it doesn't figure in, but I need to know about it. No doubt. All right, so that that's kind of the last thing on that. Look, if you've uh, if you got somebody out there uh, – 
<clears throat> you dating and maybe they used to get around. I mean, you, you knew that going into it. I mean, right. There's probably no surprises, <laughs> you know. So with all that said, all right. So I wrote down some do's and don'ts and some deal breakers. Okay. So the do's and don'ts is uh, <clears throat> it, it didn't necessarily start off as a do's and don'ts list. It's like, you know, just said that, hey, Tinder is really ruining the dating thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not on there. I don't mess with it. Mm-mm, but I know don't. for the younger generation. That that is skewed. This left, right, left, right. It, every every girl. It just just what social media in general. I think every girl now thinks that the guy that she can have should be a ten because they have so many options in their comments and likes and, and guys DMs think that too. I that, mean, you're like we all expect to find a ten now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they need maybe maybe you're both sixes and you need to gravitate around the sixes and mm-hmm. you'll both be happy too. But that's another conversation for another day. Uh, Thomas texted in and said, everybody needs to get off dating apps. Older folks need to get off dating apps. You you look ridiculous. And that, and I agree with him because I said, number two, dating apps are all trash. Uh, Facebook is the dating app MVP. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all the other ones that are specifically for dating are garbage. I mean, it's just. Oh, I was saying that Facebook is a garbage dating app too. (laughs) It is, but it seems to be the one that we all keep finding connections on. See, and and to me, um, Facebook is an easy place for a creeper to find you. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm still so old school. Like I want to meet you in person. I want you to work for this. I want to work for this. And I feel like what dating apps do and what social media and texting and all that does is it makes it too easy to put in no effort Yeah, because I, and, and I was going to say earlier, I have actually, I've decided to just quit trying to date. I'm done. I have a very busy life. If I meet somebody in the course of that life that is worth it, good. If I don't, you know what? At least I'm not having to go through this trash all day long, every day, where some guy's going to text me WID and then expect me to carry the conversation. What about reconnecting with an old friend or flame on Facebook? Is that a little different than a... Oh, that's way a, different. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that, maybe that's more what I'm referring to when yeah. I say... I'm not sliding in a in a random DM. <laughs> I'm not saying it ain't happened, but I ain't yeah. at this point in my life it ain't happening. Right. Um. Let's see here. Uh. Let's see. Make dang sure. Let me see if I can read my own writing. Uh, yes, this is very important. D- don't be just superficial. You know, because somebody's hot or got a nice booty or whatever the case may be. Right. Um. Big shoulders. Uh. Make sure you have something in common with folks and. Make sure you like doing some of the same things. I think that's extremely important because if you're really planning on spending some time with this person, behind every good-looking human being is another good-looking human is another person that's tired of putting up with their crap. Oh yeah, you know you're going to have to have some substance there. Mm-hmm. Like, do what do you like to do together? Like, I'm not going to pretend to enjoy going to art galleries and crap that I don't like, mm-hmm. so we can hang out. I'm just not going to do that. We're going to have to do things that we like doing. It's con for me. It's it's concerts. It's going out to eat, stuff like that. But I think there's a flip side of that that says, like, you meet the perfect girl, only she likes art galleries. Yeah. At some point, do you go with her because that's what she likes? Sure. Because, like, for me, like, I'm not interested in, for instance, um, I'm trying to think of something that's, I don't want to go to a NASCAR race. Yeah. But if I find the right guy and that's what he wants to do, I will tough it out. Great analogy. I was going to say, I don't expect everybody to be a Poison fan, but I expect you to go to see Poison with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so there's that. All right. So there, there is a give and take there. Sure. But there needs to be some stuff in the middle that you both enjoy doing so you don't mind branching out and doing the left and right spectrum stuff. Right. Sound right? Okay. Let's see here. Uh, this is something that only comes with age and learning your own faults. And for me, it was learning how to be patient. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, having a 20-year-old daughter, a sister, a mother, <laughs> all these things. I, I have had to learn patience with women when it comes to getting ready and shopping and all these things. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that has benefited me greatly as I've gotten older because I'm not nagging and rushing and nagging and rushing. Are we ready to go yet? Mm-hmm. I just get it. Uh, time is just a suggestion. It's a construct. <laughs> yeah, time yeah. is strictly, you know, d- uh, appointments are strictly uh, suggestion. They're not set in stone. <laughs> Dinner reservations, concert times, none of that. They're they're wa- they're just waiting on us to get there. Yeah. You know, well, in in all fairness, I am one of those people that like five minutes early is way too late, which you can't tell in the morning because it's early. But I, no, I'm about to say now. Now you have come in here on two wheels, mm-hmm. busting in this door. No, I don't deny it's hard for me to wake up. Yeah. But you know, in a normal day, like I'm there ten minutes early. All right. Look. So. We're, <laughs> We're going to stop right there. That's number five. We've got to take a break. We're going to come back and run down this list. And then my deal breakers are going to make some of y'all angry. <laughs> Can't uh, wait. This is the Clay Edwards Show, joined by Therese April live in the Matt Kike of Flowood Studios. We'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in. All right, man, we've got about 15 minutes left, Therese. Okay. Um, we're With another break tied in there. So we're going to go to the Everlast second here before okay. this next break. Let's do it. Oh, uh, we're talking about dating in your 40s. I'm running down my list of do's and don'ts, and then I'm going to hit my deal breakers, and I'm sure you have some too. Sure. Uh, and if you want to inject in these do's and don'ts, feel free to add. Okay. Uh, this is gonna, We're going to disagree on this. <laughs> I can't uh, wait. Vax status is important to me. Okay. I, the one political thing I'm going to say today, uh, I don't need whoever I'm with dying suddenly. That's just my opinion. And uh, In a that, world full of car wrecks and stray bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Vax status is important for a multitude of reasons. For me, again, these are, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what's important to me. And I know we're, we're different on that. And that's fine. Sure. All right. Number seven, never ask someone else their body count. We went through this. Right. I think that's in just you, you don't want to know the answer. It, w- w- what number's too high? What number's right. okay? What, what number are you okay with? There, there's not one. Right. Because then they're like, well, do I know any of them? And like, whatever. So. Funny. Funny you should say that. Uh, I have that on my do's and don'ts. Uh, we're going to get to that here shortly. Um, so never ask anybody their body count. Uh, number eight, respect each other's space. Yes. Yes. Like I'm conflicted on this because I've, I've since going through a divorce, I'm like, well, whoever I date next, we're going to have to just keep our own houses. Oh yeah. You know, but then as you know, that trauma heals, you're like, well, I could probably see living with somebody again. Mm-hmm. So I go back and forth on that. But I still think it is nice to have your respective spaces. But if you need your respective spaces, are you with the right person? So I think eh. it's it's an interesting dynamic because, like, there have been a couple people that I dated that they were the only person I wanted to be with when I needed to be alone. Yeah. And, like, they could be there or not. But one way or the other, like, I don't mind if you're in my space. There have been people that I cared very much about that, like, I need some time off from you. And for me, the the difference is um, if you're an outgoing, you know, loud type extrovert and you're constantly on, I may think you're the greatest thing ever, but I do need to shut down sometimes because I'm an introvert. So I think it makes a difference. And and my first thing is, you know, if you if you're in love with each other, um, you probably if you tell me you need time apart, I don't know how to process that. Yeah, and I think that's something that needs to be talked about up front. Because, like, for me, if I'm dating you and it's like, you want to go do... Okay, so this happened not that long ago. Um, I was supposed to go do something with a guy, and I canceled. And it was because I needed some quiet time. It was nothing to do with him. It was nothing to do with what we were supposed to do. But it was like, dude, it's been a long week. 
And I didn't ask him if he wanted to be there with me. It was just, hey, I'm, I, I need to take a rain check. Um, I don't know how that went over with him. But for me, it was very much needed, and I did it. You know, and that that's probably what we're talking about, because should I have told him more? I don't know. Like, how do you take it when somebody says, I need some mental health time and I need to not be with you that night? Yeah. You well, know? you know, if, it depends on how you word it, mm-hmm. you know. So that, that, that that's a conversation to be had. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, man, don't be crazy. I, I have a rule of thumb. Don't be crazy. This is not set in stone. I was talking about this with my friend here recently. I was like, you know, about 30 days. I think people can hide their crazy. For about thirty days, or they can they can they can put up the front for about thirty days. After thirty days, you're gonna start figuring out the real person. Right. It may not be they're crazy. It may just be that they're perfectly damn normal. But give it thirty days. Don't even call yourself dating somebody. Right. Till at least forty five days or so in. At least that point, you're like we spent enough time together. I'm starting to learn your intricacies, (laughs) intricacies, intricacies, intricacies. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um. Let's see here. Call her your own hold. Uh, so don't be crazy. Pay attention to your astrological signs on the front. Now, now people are laughing at me. No, I'm not that. I'm a Scorpio, and, and that's I, important. <laughs> I went back and looked recently uh-huh. to see who I was most compatible versus least compatible with. And uh, come to find out, I was least compatible with what my ex-wife is. Right. Like the most least compatible as uh, uh, her birthday is July thirteenth to fourteenth, so whatever cancer or something like that, maybe. Anyway, and uh, th- and apparently I am most compatible with Aries, so I am uh, I will be pursuing an Aries yes. in, in my near future. Let's see here, uh, number eleven. Don't uh, texting etiquette. Oh yes, we talked about this. Oh yes, uh, do this not is a big one. do not get wrapped up in texting etiquette. If you like the person, you like chatting with the person, send them a hundred texts today. If they're engaging back and forth with you, if you send somebody a text and they don't reply for two hours, say you're dating a hairdresser, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, you send them a text and they don't reply for two hours. Well, they may very well have coloring stuff or scissors in their hands or whatever, or I'm a car salesman. Mm -hmm. I may have a customer sitting across from me at my desk for multiple hours at a time. Just because I haven't replied or read your text or snap or whatever doesn't mean I'm ignoring you. Right. It means you're an adult or I'm an adult. And hell, I may send you 10 unrelated texts in that gap. I don't, just because I send a text doesn't mean I expect a reply necessarily. Right. It's just train of thought. Here's something I saw I thought you might dig. Yeah. And I've always, not always, but I have this rule about on occasion you have to text me first. Because I need to know that I'm not the only one driving this thing. Yeah. You know, um, on the other hand, you know. But don't get to a stalemate with that either. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. You know, I'll go weeks because I'm scared to text first. And then when you just break down and text first, a lot of times it turns out really good. And they were wondering why you weren't texting and they thought they were being ghosted. <clears throat> so apparently I wrote, don't be crazy down on here twice. Well, it's that I important. Was, it was. It was that. Don't be crazy. Just right. be, be a normal person. Mm-hmm. You know, give things room to breathe and be a normal person. All right. I got to run through the deal breakers real quick. Okay. So, and then so. I have one piece of advice before we go. Okay. Great. You want to give it now? I can. Give it. So, okay. The best thing that you can possibly do is if there's a situation that is you're not sure what it is and it's time to make a decision and whatever like that, this is going to sound insane and it's going to make some people uncomfortable. But I'm a very honest person. I'm very open. I think it doesn't hurt at a certain point, and you've got to gauge it for yourself, just to tell them how you feel, period. 
And then don't stick around being like, but I told you how I feel, but you know how I feel. You tell them and you walk away from it. Let the next step be theirs. Do you think that you could do that physically? Like you think like, let's just say it, the sexual experience, you think that sometimes that speaks for itself from the how I feel thing or? No, because men use sex for everything. Okay. And women, we use sex to keep men. Got it. So. All right. So my quick deal breakers here. I got about nine of them written down. Uh, gotta have similar political leanings. You ain't gotta agree with everything, but we both gotta be right of center. That that's for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we ain't gotta go to church every Sunday, but we need to both believe in the same God. That's important to me. Uh, no young kids. Hmm. You know, I mean, they're, they're, I hate it, and it's no You've knock on raised anybody. Yeah. I've raised mine. I don't want to have to con- construct my schedule at forty-five years old around your young children. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a deal breaker for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to not be for me, but as I've gotten older, it just is. Uh, let's see, number four, yeah, you haven't slept with any of my friends. Yep. I mean, now, it, it, not 100% deal breaker, but it, it, it's high up there, you yep. know, especially depending on who the friend is. If we're going to be around them a lot, I don't need that awkwardness. Uh, let's see, number five, you cannot have a live, laugh, love sign hanging up in your house anywhere. <laughs> That, you, that goes fair. back to don't be crazy. Right. Live, laugh, love is a sign of crazy. You cannot have any Bible verses tattooed anywhere on you. Wow. Yeah. No, especially like the rib cage. Yeah. Mm-mm, I'm out. You're crazy. Number seven. Uh, they won't shut up about their ex. Number eight. Mixes alcohol and antidepressants. That is a num- oh, that, nope. that should yep. be number one. That's out. That should be number <laughs> one. If you're mixing any antidepressants and alcohol, we done. And uh, number nine, you have to love 80s music. Yes, I can see that being a deal breaker. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. If you have any deal breakers, I want to hear them. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in. All right, Therese, we got about a minute and a half. You said you got a deal breaker that's going to alienate some folks. Oh, yeah, some people are going to be real mad about this. What is it? It is porn. Now, listen to me, because I'm not one of those people that gets all weird about it. But the other day, I was talking to somebody, who, a law enforcement officer, who was talking to a police chief. And he said, what's your biggest problem in recruiting? And the chief says, porn. And he's like, what? Why? Chief says, and this is where it all made sense, and this is why it is a new deal breaker for me, because it used to be that a man had to work hard to see the female body. It used to be that a man had to achieve. He had to be the best version of himself. He had to study his target. He had to do all these things that really zeroed in on the woman that he wanted to be with. And it was an accomplishment when he got there. And it was something to be proud of. And all those dopamine things and all these things that, that fire off in you when you're in that situation, well, that all happened because he worked for it. And this police chief says, now you can pull out your phone. You can look through all the pictures people sent you. You can look through all the porn. You're getting those hits every day. You don't even have to work for them. And what that's doing is eroding the um, strength of today's male. No, I couldn't agree more. Uh, ending with this, thank you all for checking out the podcast to be available shortly. Uh, people putting piercings in private places. Yeah. I'm like, bro, once she's, once she's already got to the point of being able to see that, you didn't have to have that anyway. Right. See you all tomorrow. Thank you, Therese. Thank you.